0: This world needs you to show up and be exactly who you came here to be. And to trust
1: that that is more than enough. I'm Kim Banks, nutrition and lifestyle transformation coach. I'm the founder and CEO of Never Settle Lifestyle, a company created to guide you in the pursuit of becoming the best version of yourself through the complete wellness of your body, mind, and soul. I am here to journey along with you as you transform your life and no longer settle for less than what you are truly capable of. I'll show you how to finally take a stand for maintaining your life balance while performing at an elite level with grace and ease. I'll share with you the methodology of habit and change psychology that has changed my life and the lives of so many others. Together we'll commit to the relentless pursuit of progress, all the while not taking life too seriously. Here we revolutionize your resilience as you begin to get comfortable with adversity. Welcome to the Never Settle Lifestyle Podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. You guys, listen to this entire podcast all the way through. It is filled with so much wisdom and so much knowledge and I cannot wait for you to dig into it. I would love your feedback as well. I want you to tell me what you've learned, if and how it helped you. I would love to know all the things. So message me at never Settle Life on Instagram if you could just do me that little favor. Um, also if it slaps for you, uh, please leave us a review that would be amazing. and today. We are having Sarah O'Reilly on. So she is a performance physical therapist originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and is now based out of Boston. She helps athletes and people who prioritize their health, stay active, and minimize time away from their sport. So she offers in-person and remote programming to fit every lifestyle. So if you enjoy this, definitely check her out. We cover so many topics. We talk a little bit about our um, history together, how we know each other, and we dig into the importance of mobility and getting to know your body, caring for your body, so that way you can have long-term health and really be at your best for your sport and for life. So as the podcast goes along, we dig deeper and deeper into topics, and truthfully, it's it gets juicier as you go along. So definitely um, stay for the end. And at the very end, we talk about um, pelvic floor, the importance of it, the role that it plays with, with how we hold our emotions and our hips. We talk about the role that it can play as far as having pain during intimacy, and we really go there. We do not hold back, so if this is something that you're interested in, definitely check that part out as well. We talk about injury prevention, we talk about, um, you know, what to do if you get injured and you're at the gym, what should you do next, and how can you keep your progress going? So there's a lot to this episode, I hope you enjoy it, so without further ado, let's dive in. Sarah, welcome. Hello.
0: Thanks for having me. This is great. I'm
1: so excited you're here. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so you and I go way back. We, you know, originally met at Sea Town. I don't know what 2017. Does that sound right to you?
0: Yeah, that sounds right. 2016, I think maybe. Okay, 2016 or 2017, something, something in that range. Yeah.
1: So a little bit of a backstory. To kind of preface and set the tone for everything. So you and I, we worked out together at Sea Town. And, you know, a few years later, fast forward, we end up coaching together over at C4 Athletics, which is pretty much literally across the street, which is another Literally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another CrossFit gym. And uh so you were in school for physical therapy around that time yep. that we met.
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah. So twenty sixteen is when I started PG school.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. time time's really flown by. Um, so I want Seriously. I want you to catch us up. A, for those that have no idea who you are, tell us who you are. But B, yeah. you've moved recently, so you're no longer in Cleveland, you're in right. Boston. So yeah. I want to know all the new things, what's happening? You've got a new space, what's that about? Tell us everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. So when I um, even going back to when Kim and I first met, when we first met, I was in PT school. And at that time, everybody, not everybody, but the majority of people in the CrossFit world, or I guess I should say majority of the PTs were not in the CrossFit world. Like it, there was not a mix at that point. Um, and so I most people that I knew that were PTs were like CrossFit terrible, you're going to get injured, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I was like, well, hang on a second. Like, I know people that are doing it and they love it. So let me check it out. Um, checked it out, got hooked. And then ever since have just wanted to merge CrossFit and PT. And thankfully, I'm not the only PT that's done that. There's so many PTs now that are in CrossFit gyms, which is I think how it should be like PTs and is like in these gyms, yes. working with people that are getting injured, like right away so that they don't have to take time away, blah, blah, blah. Um but all that to say is I started working at the Cleveland Clinic right when I graduated and all the while knew that I wanted to stay in the CrossFit world with PT. Um, and then when C4 opened and the opportunity to do PT opened up, I was, I was all about it. So jumped on that, started something out of C4 Athletics, um, which, was, which was just so fun to watch it grow and to treat the athletes, treat a lot of the people in the community, Um and then since I loved doing that so much, have uh like you said, I recently moved to Boston, like six months ago now, I wanna say. Um and was super scary, but opened my own thing here (laughs) and have an actual space, which is which is just like I sometimes I I sit here and I'm like, How how do they do this? How is this possible? Um So it's been a whole adventure of its own, which has been really fun. Um, Yeah. And then the community here is, it's just so much, it's it's different. It's very different than Cleveland. It's a lot bigger. It's, well, it's similar in a lot of ways, um, but it's, there's just more people. There's more going on. You know, there's uh, a lot of CrossFit gyms. There's always people like training for the Boston Marathon and running. And so there's all sorts of stuff just constantly going on jujitsu is huge here there's a lot of jujitsu jeans um Mm -hmm. because there's a big Brazilian population so um it's just a very active community and I'm I'm glad to I think of all the places we could have moved I'm glad to be here and to be setting things up um and it feels like it's kind of a a CrossFit city as well in the sense that like Noble's here and Whoop is here and like all of these cool companies. I think Normatech is based out of here as well. Um so there's just a lot of people that are like OG
1: CrossFitters. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. I just got goosebumps when you said that. That's yeah <laughs> Yeah. I and you know what? I am such a firm believer that life will just take us where we need to go as long as we're willing to just be open and you know take that action. And that's something really cool. I just want to like, like shine this light on you for a second that I've witnessed you do. Like we've talked business and, you know, the nuts and bolts of all of it. And we're both just kind of like, yeah, like we're, you know, this is our profession. We kind of like, you right. always low key kind of don't feel like, you know, what you're doing. So true. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're, and it's like to just, lean into that openness and just be like, all right, you know, life, take me where you will. I am willing. And like, look at where you've ended up. This is so, it's so fun as your friend and like previous coworker to just see your growth and be like, here we are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Thanks. It's fun to like reflect on this with people that have seen the whole journey too, because it's always like you were saying, I never really know what the next step is, or like what I'm doing in the current moment. So I'm always just so focused on like, okay, <laughs> how do I, how do I attack this as best as I can in the day, like in the present day. So it's really fun to sit down and reflect on it all and be like, oh wait, yeah. Like we've made a lot of progress, both of us. And so yeah. it's cool to look at that.
1: Yeah. It's funny. Cause you are yeah. just in your daily moments. And if you actually take time to look back on where you were a year ago, be it mentally physically professionally like your mindset your finances all that stuff and you're like oh wow wait hang on
0: <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely it's so true there's a lot happening yeah
0: it's it's so much happening and it's easy to miss all that
1: yeah cuz i mean the pace of life can just get out from under us if we're not careful cuz we're always in that pursuit you know i think it's so important to have that time to be and allow yourself to have that little pat on the back you know right right yeah I totally agree so it's been um
0: and my fiance John who you know has been so supportive this whole time and is trying to get me to see that but it's hard for me to like slow down and see that because I'm like yeah yeah yeah, I know I know but (laughs) yeah I also have these five other things I have to do so I'm gonna focus on those five other things so it's 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 great to (laughs) just sit and just reflect a little bit as well Yeah.
1: I love it. Yeah. I feel like you and I always do that when we ever have a moment to sit down. We're like, wow, look how far we've come.
0: <laughs> right. Right. And it's I love that you're encouraging me to do that, too, even from afar, because it it is hard to do that on your own. And sometimes you just need someone else to come in and help you realize what you're like, what you've done, where you are, how far you've come. Pretty yeah. cool. And and how far you still have to go, like the cool things you still are working on, too. Exactly,
1: is, exactly. And sometimes awesome it's kind of, of, it. of it's so okay to not know what that you know farther along journey is going to look like, because like think of you mm-hmm. when you were in school. If like now you, Sarah, would have gone to past you, Sarah. I mean, like, hey, so here's the deal: you're going to have this awesome fiance he's super supportive. You're going to move to Boston, where all these like really big names are, and here's what this is gonna look like you'd be like oh my gosh I'm so overwhelmed
0: oh yeah I would be like that's not I don't think you're talking to the right person I would probably be like no you got the wrong Sarah I'm not gonna like I'll probably have my own thing at some point but in Boston like what I don't think so that's so, <laughs> so crazy it, that's so true like taking all those steps back and like every all those steps that I've taken to get to now it's um each of those steps was important. And it's, it is hard to know what the next one's going to be for sure.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm dying to ask a million questions about physical therapy, CrossFit and, you know, even not pertaining to CrossFit and the importance of it. So kind of some rundown because a bit of my community doesn't do CrossFit and they're not really aware of, Mm -hmm. you know, the effects that it has on the body. So Think of it this way, you know, you come in, you start to try this new sport and it's asking everything of you, right? So your mobility, your strength, your stamina, and obviously like the structure of your body and how, you know, aligned it is or isn't, and then how your muscles are connecting to that and like on and on and on. And I'll let you, you know, take the wheel on all of that. And I would love for you to explain the importance of body care as you're stepping into exercise and like how those truly, you know, it's necessary for them to be married together.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. And I think what you were saying, um, I think it's so important to, because people that are in the CrossFit world, like we just want everybody to do CrossFit. Like we love it. And so we tell everybody about it, <laughs> but I think what you're saying is so true is like, you don't, it's not, it's not about CrossFit. It's about whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and that's one thing that's been kind of a little tangent, but that's one thing that's cool about having my own space as opposed to being in a CrossFit gym. Cause I get to see a lot, pe- a lot more people that are like, no, I just want to, I just want to go rock climb or I want to be able to do yoga or I want to be able to row, or whatever it is. Um, and learning how to do exactly what you were saying, where you have to come to CrossFit with like self-care body care, so that you have all all mobility, all the strength, like that, that is for sure true for CrossFit, but it's definitely true for everything else as well. Um, And so I think that that's huge, because this is something that can be applied to all, all sports, all activities, honestly, even if you don't even consider yourself an athlete, which, if you have the intention of moving your body, like I consider you an athlete, but Um, even if you're like no I don't I just want to be healthy and exercise and whatever that whatever that looks like Um, it is huge to have a a general idea of because and even kind of breaking your question down a little bit too I think a lot of people hear mobility and they don't even they don't even really know what that means they're like okay so what do i do do i foam roll for 30 minutes do i stretch my hamstrings for 10 seconds like what what exactly do i do <laughs> um you know does that and and then breaking that down so if we're going more crossfit specific um what does mobility look like in terms of having a better squat or having a better which we know translates over to so much in CrossFit, Um, or or is it a matter of being able to get into various yoga positions? Um, So there's a lot with that, and I really love explaining to people that mobility is a big part of it, so getting to the point where how I define mobility is being able to move through the range of motions that your joints are supposed to without pain, without restrictions. Um, And that depends, you know, a lot on what the person's sport is too, because um, for CrossFit, we know that getting into a squat, so being able to do like a wall ball or a clean or a thruster or a snatch or, you know, so many things, that's huge to be able to get into that full depth. But there's so many positions where, and I don't work with a lot of footballers or sorry, football players. But um, like, if we're talking about like somebody who is like on, I don't know, basically there's so many things that come to mind, like football or anything where they just have to stay into a power stance and not necessarily get into a deep squat. Like mobility for that kind of person is going to be way different. Than mobility for somebody who needs to get into that deep squat to get a full clean or whatever it is um so huge range of motion when it comes to mobility i guess is is the the ants like kind of the definition and it's so broad um and that's why it's so helpful to be able to work with people one-on-one because then we can really get into like okay what what are the demands of your sport what do you actually need to be able to do what do you want to be able to do um So, so even getting somebody to understand like what mobility means for them is a huge thing just within itself. Um, but specific to CrossFit, like a big thing is being able to be mobile in your low back, in your shoulders, in your hips, ankles. I mean, CrossFit's so full body that quite frankly, like everything, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, like truly everything needs to be strong and also mobile so that you can switch from sports, you know, from one thing to the next, from skill to skill. Um, yeah. So I love being able to help people even just understand that. So when, when we coach together, that was one thing I always felt like I wanted more time with people to to talk about and it's tough because you know you have to get through so much within a class um but I always wanted to just like explain that to people specifically but it's it's hard when you have like 10 seconds when you have to start the clock or whatever it is you know um so yeah. And I feel like I'm rambling now at this point. Am I answering the no. question? No, yes, <laughs> you,
1: you totally did. And you expanded on it too, okay. which is great because it opens up an avenue for me to like go down some different paths here. So it, dead on. I mean, and I, I think I loved taking your classes because you really would take extra care of, hey guys, here's what we're really looking for. And here's how you're going to um, be able to get into this position long-term if you do it, like you would kind of give us tips post-workout of, hey, here's some things to play with at home. And, and that I love your Instagram for that reason too. You guys go check her out. We'll plug her at the end for sure. Um, I, I would love to go into, like, let's just pretend for a second. If you could set up, let's pretend like you ran a CrossFit gym and you had all the, you know, time and ability to create it and, whatever way you wanted like how would you set that up like would like what do you think is so key and so important for people to be doing with their body care you know specifically physical therapy pre post workout like during class after class the other 23 hours in the day like for you like what is the biggest thing that you think people tend to miss the mark on that you would make a change with
0: so thinking about like if i had a crossfit gym and was structuring it in whatever way i've i've seen a a variety of different crossfit gyms and i kind of while i'm thinking about this question I'm, i'm kind of thinking back to like what are some of the like best things i've seen um and it's so easy this is, I think this is a really hard one because a hard one to integrate at least because so much of the culture and kind of like the schedule mindset is that when you're done with the workout, like you're done and you just go home. Um, And that's not like, I don't think there's anyone to like necessarily put the blame on for that. Cause that's just kind of how it's been for right. so much of like CrossFit gyms or Honestly, sports, when I was growing up, like when you were done, you would just go home. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind um, of,
1: it's just kind of like how it goes. It's just the the habit of it and the lack of, I think, yeah, knowledge of, hey, you know, as, as much strain as you're putting your body through, like, let's focus on the structure and mobility and all of that as well, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And the... The warm up is huge. I think focusing on having a really good warm up where you're activating the specific muscles you're gonna use. Um, and, and actually like putting people not just through like a stretching warm up, but also like a load warm up where if we're gonna doing if we're gonna be doing squats, like definitely getting some empty barbell squats, getting some banded strengthening, like something just to just to activate the muscles so that they're not just essentially shocked or not ready for the movement when we then add 45s on the on the bar and start squatting um so that's huge so I think I've been to some gyms where they spend like 20 minutes warming up for just just squats and then they just squat that day um which like I think I think can like has its time in place but I think it's not necessary every single time but I think something like that where you're getting a more targeted warm-up um, but then also, and this is where I'm like, yeah, it's hard to integrate this, but if I've been to a couple of gyms where they make a cool down a mobility stretching, or even like an added on accessory strengthening optional, but I would love, like sometimes when I have people that come in and they're like, well, I don't really have time to add anything in beforehand. I'm like, honestly do it after do some accessory stuff after, because your muscles are warm. You... I've just been through a hard workout, like, yeah, you're probably going to be tired. So, take some, take a couple minutes to kind of let your body recover, like bring your heart rate back down. Um, but at that point, like, get a little bit of um, like targeted strengthening in. And I'm not talking like one rep max is any point there. I'm just like accessory strength. That is, that's one thing that I think we can do a better job at is getting people. To understand that getting your body warm, getting it loosened up, and then strengthening after things are loose is really when you're going to get a big, a a large benefit from that.
1: Mm. That makes a lot of sense because, I mean, you know, you go in with cold muscles, you're not going to get that full range of motion or the contraction that you would probably be getting post-workout. So I think of, I had some rotator cuff issue stuff that you helped me with. And I think of, you know, those exercises that you showed me and it was definitely easier to get into position and, you know, work through it post-workout. So that actually makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and even kind of the, the like typical pattern that we all do right now. and, And this used to always kill me when I would like coach a class and people would have just gone through something really hard, and then they just go like sit in the normal text and look at their phone again. Like, <laughs> oh, like oh, like everything's warm. Like you're retraining that position right now.
1: <laughs> just I'm
0: like come head on. down, I'm like yeah, just like head down, poor posture. I'm like oh my god. Um, and, or like people, and this is you know our days are busy, and, and like you maybe have to come to the class, and then right after you have to go right back to work, and you're yeah. sitting, you know, for eight hours. So, um that can be tough too so that's why I always tell people, like if you have time even if you're not doing like strengthening right after if you have the ability to to like right after do like two three minutes of like targeted mobility work um that you're gonna get the most bang for your buck yeah as opposed to just like going right back into your car going right back into the norma tech chairs whatever it is
1: yes oh that's so good that's very important um In terms of, let's say, um, you know, this applies to anybody, not obviously just CrossFitters, but we have our time in the gym. We have hopefully someone that we're working with to give us guidance on how to structure it, warm up, workout, cool down, you know, accessory stuff, which by the way, if if anybody is just a novice here and they're like accessory stuff, like we talking about, it's think like you know, very specified, simple movements. that's going to focus on a targeted area, you know, whatever that goal may be, biceps, your back, or, you know, rehabbing something, right? So now we have that foundation laid. Let's kind of talk about what people, like the ideal situation for people outside of the gym, like to what level should people, become their own advocate to, to learn about this stuff, be it just scrolling Instagram, like listening to podcasts, learning their body. What are some of two questions? What are some of those best practices to incorporate, to learn more? And then like, how, how concerned should we be about it at the end of the day? About accessory work? Like as far as mobility, accessorizing, like kind of working on those weaknesses or Um, avoiding potential injuries and things of that nature.
0: To be your own advocate, I think, like, yes, thankfully, we have a lot more good information on Instagram and YouTube nowadays and like TikTok. So, like, there are, there are a lot of pages that I could even recommend people follow, um, that have just a ton of good, good stuff. Um, the, There's constantly research coming out about mobility and strengthening and just how to best take care of yourself. So I always I always like to point people to pages that I know that are very research uh, based or research focused um, so that we're really getting like the top notch stuff coming out so it's not just like oh this might help and kind yeah. of throw it at the wall and see if it sticks like yeah. that's not gonna help anybody um but in terms of being another good way to be your best advocate is I think honestly like booking a session even even if you're not specifically injured or something like dealing with injury recovering from anything if you can find a PT or a Cairo or somebody who gets the body and you can just book a session with them and just ask them questions. Like that's a great, that's a great way to um, even if they tell you like, I don't know about certain things, they can oftentimes point you in the direction that you need to go. Yeah. Um, so that way you're also not, and and same thing with nutrition, right? Like there's so much out there about nutrition and I'm sure a lot of it makes you just bang your head against the wall when you see stuff on like TikTok, and you're like, that is like, no, that's not good. But like a lot of times this is what people are seeing and they're like, oh, that must be accurate. Um, so I think that that is always the best way to be your your own best advocate is just booking even like a, a phone call with somebody just to ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's even something that I've done with people too is like either remote programming or phone calls if that's something that you know or like anyone is interested in doing. Um, it's always always good to work with somebody who is up to date on what's working has helped people before in the past. Um, So I think that's the, that's kind of the first thing is finding somebody that um, is not just going through the motions, but knows details of what you're asking um, and is willing to say, I don't know, and point you in the right direction. Yeah. Um, So I think that's, that's the best way um, doing your own research, I think is great. Like I, I always tell people go for it, but don't stop there. Like then take all that and take it to somebody who knows and run it by them. Um, yep. and if, if they kind of shoot all of your stuff down right away, then you know that they're just not the right person for you <laughs> to, to communicate with. Um, or like a CrossFit coach, oftentimes, especially at C4, like a lot of people are super knowledgeable. Um, and like, that's even a great, great way sometimes to take take like the research you found and be like you know what do you think about this is this good is this not good um so anyway that's those are good ways to be your own advocate for sure um in terms of like how concerned or how focused you would be on mobility I always tell people that if you the people that are the healthiest are are thriving later in life, even currently, right now, are the people that know the most about their bodies. Um, and not always true. Some people just get lucky and are doing great. Um, but the more you know about your body, the more likely you are to take care of something and not ignore it. Um, the less likely less likely you are to get injured. Um, and so an example of that is when I first started CrossFit, I had been doing my own weightlift programming for years and didn't never had a coach. And when I first started at Seatown, one of the coaches there saw me shifting to the right significantly in the bottom of my squats, like a big hip shift. And if anyone is in CrossFit or is a CrossFit coach, you know what I'm talking about. But essentially, to explain that to people that don't know is I was I was going to the bottom of my squat and then pushing almost like almost entirely, not not totally, but almost entirely off of my right foot to get out of my squat. Um, and I had no idea until somebody saw that and said to me like do you, are, do you know how you do that? Um, and that's something that, as I became more aware of that, if I hadn't known that, that could have led to so many issues on my right side of like overdevelopment of the muscles on the right side or my back or whatever. Um, but the fact that somebody said something, I was then able to like with them work on using my left side more, or pushing more uh, equally out of the squat, that sort of thing. So, um, the and like that that's one example of how I started to learn more about myself. Another thing too is I know that like I um, I always have people try to do like side to side mode, like brain emotion motion or strength test. Cause that helps them learn more about um, their weaknesses, their strengths, whatever. And so basically to put that all back to your question is to say that, like, I wouldn't be concerned so much about mobility, but the reason that we focus on it is because the more you know about your strengths, the more you know about your weaknesses, those are all injuries can come from anything, right? Like it, you can fall and hurt yourself. Absolutely. But repetitive injuries where you're doing the same thing wrong over and over again is bound to at some point cause something to pop up. And that might not show up for years. Right. And so sometimes it's like you did this run thing for you know, years, it, like, and, and not even to say wrong because, um, a classic example of this is somebody who hits right-handed or throws right-handed in baseball or softball. Like they're going to overdevelop that right side a lot more. And so um, a lot of these athletes at the pro level are are actively working to also develop left-sided strength too. Um, because they're aware of that. They know that that's that's something that they do repetitively. So it's that sort of thing. Like being aware of that, then you can have a plan going forward. Um, and that's what I just always like to, and it takes a long time to get to know your body. And I think CrossFit is it, or any sort of running like workout program is a great way to get to know your body because like, you know, you really go so far, you can only really do so much. Like right when you start CrossFit, you can't clean your, your max one rep that you're going to be able to clean in a couple of years. Right. Like, um, somebody that's at the gym and has been doing it for years like you're not going to clean and jerk the same same amount um so it takes it takes time sometimes to figure it out but if you learn one thing at a time and you just start to build all those things up that's that's really where um, taking care of your body long term comes from and where you can start to benefit
1: that is so good yeah ah so 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 good So something too, I want to kind of like bounce off of that with as a CrossFit coach and something that I have learned personally. Um, cause a lot of what I do is bringing people back into their body. You know, I feel like a lot of people are just disconnected, be it through habit, trauma, whatever. Right. So, right. I would suggest to bounce off of that. If, because at the end of the day, you need feedback. Like, it's so funny that you mentioned the hip shifts thing. Cause I have that same thing. Like you've seen that you've been coaching me and been like, Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know I need an adjustment. I need to work on my mobility and strengthening. And it was like, when I would neglect it, you could see it. But the thing is, is like, you can't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So it's, it's nice to have eyes on you, you know, be it, a coach, be it a personal trainer. And I will say, you know, if this is a concern of yours and you do have a personal trainer, ask them, be like, Hey, if you notice any imbalances or if you notice any weaknesses, can you let me know? But the easiest thing to do, honestly, like film yourself lifting because like your body, you're going to see the asymmetry, right? Like I, I would say that would be really helpful. What are your thoughts on that?
0: No, I love that. I'm all about that. Um, I, yeah, if, if you can film it, if you can have somebody watch you, if you can have somebody, um, film it for you, whatever, you can learn so much about, um, yeah, side to side, or I've even seen people before to think they're getting way farther in a squat than they are. And then they watch the video and they're like, Wait, what? I'm only getting that, you know, I'm not even a parallel. Like, are you serious? Um, because it your your mind can play tricks on you. And it's really easy to think that you're using each side's the same or that you're getting deeper than you are. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think filming yourself, I think if you um I think a, a personal trainer is a good option as well, too. If you I'm trying to think at a CrossFit gym, filming yourself is is not weird at all. But I'm wondering if people that are going to a normal gym, like if they feel uncomfortable um, with that, I would say invest in a personal trainer because you can learn so much about yourself. And it's again, it's kind of that investment in yourself um, that is going to pay so much, so many dividends down the road um, just based off of being able to find out. things about yourself that you didn't you don't know or you didn't realize yeah so yeah I think that's great cool
1: and it's it's that thing too if you're sitting around and you're not exercising guess what you probably have imbalances you will never know about until you're old and then you have trouble or you know have some sort of something right
0: right right so true so true and the other thing I always tell people too is um when I was at the Cleveland Clinic I saw a ton of hip replacements knee replacements like kind of your those are like kind of your like typical surgeries that you'll see in an outpatient like orthopedic setting um and like for for it's true for those but it's true for any injury that the people that do the best in and out of any sort of like god forbid you have to have a surgery right like hopefully nobody needs to um but like surgery, injury, whatever it is, the people that go into any sort of surgery or injury and have both like an awareness of their body and also have been training on training that, working on that, working with somebody on that, developing strength, you know, whatever it is, they like nine times, if not 10 times out of 10, have a much better progress after after the fact yeah like heal, heal faster um their bodies are just used to gosh so many things strength random motion mobility all the things so um like it's just another it's kind of like it's kind of like that emergency health insurance like if you <laughs> sort of thing or it's like yeah if you were to get hurt you would do better because you've been taking care of yourself so you're kind of like saving yourself for like a rainy day almost in this in a way as well too
1: yeah
0: um yeah so there's just there's really not many cons to taking care of yourself and learning about your body (laughs) yeah
1: yeah and it's I mean I find with the people let's say somebody started with me you know because I'm primarily nutrition focused and then I'll I'll guide for those I actually get this question a lot of like hey do you offer fitness programming I actually don't I I could but I like to like you know focus on my zone of genius it's just kind of a matter of time management for me more than anything but it's like I will guide you in a workout regimen that's going to be a good fit we'll talk some mobility and whatnot right but it's like I notice the people that come to me that really have a minimal experience or they're currently doing minimal things fitness wise, they have the hardest time with like getting into that groove, but it is wild how much these people transform so rapidly once they do get into that groove. And I'm not talking like, you know, working out six days a week. It's like three days a week. And that's, that's, I call that minimal maintenance, you know, five days a week. is right. like, if you want to see changes in your body, you got to be working out five days a week. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah,
0: that definitely. being
1: said, um, did you have anything else to add to that?
0: No, no. I think that's a, I think that's a huge point. And I, I love that you are working with people and having them do like even three days a week. Cause that's, that's like, that's how you get started.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just simply having the courage to rip off that band-aid, get to know your body more, regardless of where you're at, you know, without judgment, because we all start somewhere. Um, You and I, I think, have that conversation with people a lot. They're like, they kind of look at, you know, somebody else and how far along they are, you know, and start to judge themselves. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. Absolutely. It's so hard to, you can't, yeah, you can't focus on somebody else's journey and expect, like, you can't train the way that somebody else is training, or eat the way somebody else is eating and expect that to, like, also work for you, because that's missing
1: the whole mark, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. And, and your, you know, mobility issues or ailments or whatever, you, they're not going to be the other person's either, you know, you, exactly, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's, that's all I mean to say is just that, like, if, If you're focusing on somebody else's accessory program, like you can absolutely do the same strength training or the same like general diet plan. But even still, you're going to like dialing it into you and individualizing both of those things to you is. I mean, that's where you're going to that's where you're going to
1: thrive. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed, Sarah. Yeah. Okay. so as far as physical therapy. For for people that just kind of like, they've never had to deal with it. They really kind of like, don't know what it is. You know, there's different forms of it. So I want you to break down what is physical therapy? So let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. What is physical therapy? That's a great question. Um, I think physical therapy is a lot of things. So what I physical therapy is kind of generally seen as um like if you just had surgery or if you just had an injury, then you're gonna rehab and recover from that. Um what so I I call what I do performance physical therapy in the sense that I so I change it to to try to explain to people or like paint the paint the picture that we're doing something different so we're not um like you're not going to sit here on the table and do some like you know like super easy exercises that you could be doing at home like it's going to be something hard we're going to throw barbells in there uh, weights whatever it is but even to take a step back from that because i'm probably jumping too far ahead <laughs> is physical therapy kind of at its core is is recovering and healing from injuries but also um using movement as the tool to help you recover and that is that is probably the the truest um component of what I do is that regardless of what it is it's movement based and we're always moving so one of the things that that like I've tried to get away from and a lot of people that are now progressing PT in a new direction are trying to get away from is the idea that rest is good for recovery um because in reality like yeah like there are Maybe sometimes where you need to rest, but for the most part, like resting is actually not going to like, that is going to lend, like potentially lend the way for um, things to tighten up or things to like almost start to lose some of the strength that you've had. So physical therapy, especially the way that I go through it is getting people moving even if it's in the like most simple capacity, um, getting people moving, getting people to then use their own bodies to heal their own bodies, but teaching them how to do that and breaking it down in specific exercises, specific steps, and then explaining to them along the way, uh, anatomy, why did this happen? Why are we focusing on this? Why are we doing this? And then um, the other thing too is physical therapy should be kind of like a higher level personal training. Like we should be so focused on your goal and your performance. And that's a lot of what I do is that I I like focus with people so much on their, their goal, their performance to the point where like I'm figuring out with them, why are you not currently able to achieve your goals? You know, whatever it is, you know, is there a pain that's slowing you down holding you back? And then how do we, specifically figure out what's going on with your body and then tailor it tailor a plan of care to you and then constantly assess that and constantly make it harder so that you're not because a lot of times people are like oh we know what my PT exercise is working and I'm like that is and and a lot of PTs would be like oh well you just stopped doing them and it's like well that's not true because a lot of people work really hard and then the exercise just become too easy because they get stronger and they move past it. Like they need the next level. They need it to be like a CrossFit style workout where they they can add in strength. They can add in mobility um, and that they're actually like getting better at getting better at, uh, you know, maybe better than where they were before, but even better from like where they were when they came to see the PT um, in the sense that they're like building more strength, building a, a new solid base of strength and range of motion differences so that they can then like go forward from that position. Is that, if that makes sense? I know that that's yeah. so basically like moving, using movement through all the different stages, but progressively making it harder, I think is the best way to describe um, physical therapy or how it should be at least.
1: I love it. That's, that's so dead on. Cause I mean, you think about it, somebody that just starts working out and they start with walking you know six months later they're not going to just be walking hopefully they're jogging at least right like hopefully they're progressing in some way and that's the point is to just constantly be growing and expanding that progress right and not to say that in an overwhelming kind of way that there is no finish line but like we got to kind of think about the progression of it right And the same holds true with nutrition. Like your program that I give you on day one is not going to be the same program on week 12. Like we're going to adapt things. You're going to change as a being, you know? So we adapt to you and constantly push those edges of, you know, growth, which totally makes sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and I think if people are looking for a finish line, I think they're already going about it in the wrong way. Right. And not to like make it, um, not to make it more daunting, that should almost feel encouraging because it's it's in the sense of like there's always, even if you do like get to the finish line, like there should always be the next level or next goal or next thing that you're going for. Um, and I don't think that is coming from, um, like even if you just hit a point where you're just at maintenance, keeping that like it should never be like okay i'm i'm going to try this nutrition plan right and then i'm gonna and then i'm gonna go back to eat whatever i want like well that's not you know like (laughs) um there should always be the next step of like okay well maybe now you're at a maintenance phase where you're just gonna but now you've learned what to eat what not to eat what to do for pt what not to do um and then but then how do you get to the next stage how do you like keep progressing that.
1: Yeah. And it's so important to only focus on the small next thing in front of you and not like the top of the mountain. Right. Because like then then it is daunting. Then you just kind of want to give up then. But it's like, no, let's just focus on what are you doing today? What are you doing this week? Right. Like even me being in maintenance. And I've talked about this a little bit on my Instagram. This is the first year I haven't set out a specific body composition goal. It's like now this goal is to not only maintain, but uphold my hormonal health and like tweak my nutrition more, focus on micronutrients. So like, even while I'm kind of, let's say past the finish line, I still am tweaking and refining and like growing. Right. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Exactly. And one thing I have recently gotten into more women's health and pelvic floor PT. And I know we, we had like a big conversation about this last year and I yeah. still didn't know that much about it at that point. Um, but like, for example, a, a huge issue with women is infertility. Mm-hmm. And even just getting to like, we have a certain idea of what our body fat percentage and how we should look and all that, all that. Um, and like that, of course, depends person to person and I'm not saying that there's like a gold standard for that but I the goals for kind of like your everyday healthy human just wanting to be healthy versus even the goals what I'm learning right now too is like even that specific to like if you're trying to conceive and like working on fertility like body fat percentage needs to be different too to focus on that and like prepare your body for yeah. And so I'm sure that that's something you, you know, a lot about too, but like, because you do so much with hormone health, but um I think that's helpful for people to learn too, because that's, that's another example of like, you're progressing, but in a different way, yes. or like a different mindset, even or changing yeah. the way you're viewing your body and like always. Yeah. Yeah. I guess a, there's a, there's a, there's a huge tangent. I feel like I could go on with that, but Just to your, like, to say exactly what you were saying is it's just, it just changes based off of your walk of life and whatever, whatever else you have going on.
1: Yeah. Even in my profession, like, I mean, truth be told, my, biggest goal. I was like, I just want to have abs. Like I don't give a shit about anything else. I <laughs> yeah. mean, that, that's how I ended up with an eating disorder. Cause I, I didn't know anything first off. And this is like before mm-hmm. I was in school for nutrition and it was purely aesthetic, like very, just, just the outside. Right. And then it, it got me in a really bad spot in on several different occasions. Right. And then it's like, as my career has gone on, it's been so fucking fun to just like Help people come back to themselves, focus on a body fat percentage goal, if that's the thing, but also those non-scale wins of, hey, like I'm off hormonal birth control now and I feel amazing. I'm ovulating. My hormones are intact. Like everything's moving and grooving. Like when people get pregnant, when people start to get their energy back, like I'm like, yes, this is why I am here, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. And the goal can, the goal can change and there's room for that. Yeah. And I I think that that's, I I love that you do that with people. I think that's huge.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And so to bounce off, I want to come back to pelvic floor in just a second. Cause like, let's do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I know enough to be dangerous. Right. And I, I want you to like go off on it. So I have a quick question before we dive into that. Um, You mentioned you're developing this, thought that rest is not as beneficial as um you know continuing to work through now somebody might hear that and be like oh well should I be you know working out seven days a week like what do you mean by that um so I want you to expand on that a little bit more yeah 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 um so
0: our bodies in if we're at the point where we're already doing seven days six or seven days of working out like yeah, you do need to rest and recover from that. And hopefully you are going hard enough to the point where you're feeling that. Um, and I think I think the biggest thing with that is a rest day or like a recovery day can can look a lot of different ways. It's not just sitting at home watching Netflix or working and just sitting all day. Like that could involve going for a longer walk or going for like doing some yoga or even even going to the gym and just doing more of a like zone two style like lower heart rate just getting things moving kind of workout um and so I think that is that's largely what I mean so if somebody and 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 also too when I first said that I was thinking more specifically related to if you just got injured and you just hurt your knee or you just hurt your back, like, I actually don't want you to go home and lay on your couch or sit down. Like, I actually want you to start going through, maybe not CrossFit, maybe not running, but, like, some sort of movement just to get things moving Um, and also starting to learn what makes it hurt, what makes it feel better, all of those sort of things. So, so that's kind of where I was initially, like, thinking you know and that's what I talk with a lot of people about too is I don't actually want you to take two weeks off I want you to keep moving um but if somebody is healthy and um they are already like more is not always better um quality over quantity like they Mm. say so if you're already doing um let's see if you're already doing um like even like five or six days hard at the gym and um I know that you're a lot of the people you work with are not necessarily just grass fitters but kind of all over the place but so if you're doing five or six days hard of running or whatever it is already um you can use that you can use those those second couple like one or two days of the week to to just rest, like that's totally fine. Um, it's it's okay to take a day and not do anything. So I don't think every single day has to be moving. Um, it, but like if you're gonna be doing an active recovery day, um, I guess I guess that's to simplify. That is essentially what I'm saying is like take an active recovery day, <laughs> at least one or two a week, and yeah. that can be that can be doing nothing and resting. Um. It just like, or, or that can be a day where you're like, we we're talking about like going in zone two yoga, walking, light jog, whatever. Um, But, but if you do get injured, like the answer isn't going back the next day and doing CrossFit all over again. It's also not like taking the day totally off. Love like it. there is a middle ground in there. And I think that's not talked about enough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Because that's yes. your question. I want to make yeah, sure yeah. I
1: targeted what you were talking about. Okay. No, that was perfect. That was perfect. So, like I'll have people, unfortunately, you know, there's I, this literally happened, I don't know, three months ago. I had somebody in class and this guy sits, you know, all day and I'm always on. I'm like, hey, come in. I know you're sitting all day. We've got a lot of deadlifts. Your hamstrings are gonna be hating you, you know. Um Mm -hmm. squatting, your hip flexors are going to be hating you, your quads, all this stuff. Right. And um, unfortunately they like pulled a hamstring and I was like, Hey, I don't want you to leave. Here's what I want you to do for the rest of class and kind of gave him some, you know, upper body stuff. And I was like, I want to see you in here tomorrow. Just come in, do, you know, if you need me to program something for you, let me know, you know, we have other resources too. Um, we'll hook you up, but don't just go home and stay home, you know. Um, I love what you said because I was really curious to know your yeah. beliefs on taking rest days. Um, so for example, what I recommend and what I've been doing, I do three days on, one day either off or active recovery, two days on, and then one day either off or active recovery. I definitely recommend, at least for myself, like to the point where I'm pushing in the gym this is what works for me take one day totally off and then one day have fun like go hiking stand up boarding, yoga low intensity you know training of some sort that low heart rate walking something so I was really interested to see like what you had learned and if there was something new or different there so that makes sense though no that's huge and I I love that because even if you like the
0: guy that you're talking about that pulled a like yeah, come back, hop on the bike. Don't, you know, Don would love to hear me say this and all gym owners would love to hear me say this. Like don't cancel your membership. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Stay at <in> the gym <laughs> because there are things that you can still do. Um, like you can still hop on the bike. You can still move through like an accessory style program that either like a coach can give you, or if you go see a PT, they can give you something to work on like Cairo, whatever. You can work on that too. Um so that you're still getting things moving. Love it. And it gives your muscles the possibility to recover and heal as well. Cause our bodies are super smart and can heal um, even like minor injuries like that. So giving the body the chance to do that is way better than just being like, okay, well Mm. now I'm hurt. I can't come back.
1: Yep. Cause I feel like you're going to be more at square one. Let's say you take that route, you know, and then you do come back and you're like, Oh, I have all this catching up to do. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. It doesn't benefit anybody really to take that time completely off. Um, and I say that with an asterisk because like, I do, I think you're right. I think people, some people will hear that and be like, okay, well I hurt. I just have to push through the pain. Like, all right, well that's not, that's not quite it either. Like there mm-hmm. is certainly, um, it's kind of just modifying and taking a slight step back. Um, but yeah nobody nobody benefits from like a total rest if you're not going to benefit because your body is likely just going to tighten up and then healing's not going to occur the way that it can um the gym owner like your friends the coaches nobody in that regard is going to benefit either because they're gonna like you're gonna start to miss out on your community too yeah so so many things
1: <laughs> that's so good that needs to be needs to be said like that's it that's where it's at that's great
0: yeah Cool. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Let's talk pelvic floor and yeah. let's so, do it. I
0: could talk about this for a while, so feel yeah. free to cut me off,
1: please. <laughs> go go on. I mean, I'm I'm pretty open, so this is this is we're on your timeline today. Um so tell us all the things like pelvic floor. What is it? Why is it important? What should we be doing with it or about it, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. Um so this is another
0: this is another area that I I am recently learning about myself, because there, there hasn't been enough education about it, even for the medical community, like pelvic floor, there are pelvic floor PTs, and of course, um, OBGYNs, but outside of that, there just is not enough information about it enough, and, and there's more of it coming out, which is why I recently have started to dive into it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, Essentially the pelvic floor is if you think about, you can find and feel your hip bones. um, And then everybody knows like your sit bones, when you're sitting, you can kind of feel that bony part in your butt. And then even down into your pubis, like into your pubic bone, that's part of your pelvic floor as well. So, That all essentially creates a, a, like a bowl kind of is the best way to think about it. So if you think about like your hip bones kind of all the way down and then where, where like the bottom part of all of that comes together is where your pelvic floor muscles help support everything. So like your, I mean, your pelvic floor helps you go to the bathroom. They help like if you're, um, Gosh, so many things. I, so let me back up. So the pelvic floor muscles, they're a bunch of smaller muscles within the bottom part of your pelvic floor, kind of thinking of like the bottom of a bowl. And that that's, that's the core of what we call the pelvic floor muscles. But the pelvic floor is really also involves so much more in terms of um, the stabilizing core muscles, stabilizing muscles of your low back, diaphragm everything creates this essentially stable position of your abdomen um and i like to describe it to people too as kind of like a canister and um pelvic floor is in the bottom diaphragm is on the top and then your abs and your back muscles are kind of like the surrounding part um and we work a lot on your hips and your back and your core but oftentimes we don't we don't look at the the pelvic floor muscles and there's a ton of small muscles a lot of them are internal some of them um you can you can palpate like towards the back of the hip almost where like your sit bones are at um and that's a big reason why we haven't done a ton with them yet is because a lot of them are internal muscles yeah and so they're harder to get to so somebody has to like be trained to know what they're doing
1: <laughs> yeah and i'm <laughs> um, sure that level of comfortability yeah. between practitioner and client exactly. like <laughs>
0: yeah yep yep there's a huge there's a huge whole area with that too and then also and we don't need to dive into this too much but also like being very mindful of what's you know if somebody has undergone some sort of trauma with yeah. that as well too like that's huge and that's huge takes a lot of trust to want to like dive into that and let somebody like help you with that um and also be mindful of that as a practitioner too it's like okay this is this is a really
1: really sensitive topic and area for people can um, I interject really quick yeah. with that do you I mean I would imagine that most people that are having issues in the area probably have undergone some sort of sexual trauma. I mean, do you find that to be true? Like if you, cause I mean, I don't know how often you're having that conversation, but like, I I feel like the body keeps the score, you know, like your body's going to hang on to that memory, right? Like your cells definitely, it's, it's amazing how that works. For sure.
0: For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't say. It is it's still very possible to have pelvic floor issues and not have trauma. Yeah. But like a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean it's similar to like if you hurt your back, like you're gonna keep you're gonna your brain's gonna remember that like, oh, this movement that I did in the past hurt my back. I don't want to do that movement again. Mm. That's the sort of thing that like I also work a lot with people is trying to get them to understand, like, no, this movement is safe, it's okay. Like, yes, it hurt you in the past, but it's It is, it is, it is okay. Um, And so, yes, there, it certainly is that relates over to the pelvic floor as well, too. Um, Another big thing, too, is a lot of times we hold stress in our pelvic floor, like we hold it in our shoulders Yeah. Um, and getting people to understand that (laughs) and even just be aware of that and, and to identify when you're stressed, like, where are you feeling it right now? And and if you can be mindful enough to in those moments to to know where you're feeling the stress, because oftentimes when we're in stress, we don't have enough mindfulness to, like, identify it Mm -hmm. (laughs) until we then step out of it. You know, I think that's true. You probably see that a lot with people, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Just
0: getting them to be
1: aware of that. (laughs) Even just watching people like walk around at the gym or even go through their movements. They're engaging traps in their lap. This was me. Lats are super underdeveloped Two, glutes, turning them on or not. I had a huge issue with that huge issue. Mm-hmm. And even for sure. to give a quick little side story, when I would fill in for massage therapy deck, you know, a long time ago, I'd be working into somebody's glutes. And as they would start to relax, they would some like, feel like two thirds of the time I would get an emotional reaction that wasn't for any other reason other than release like we hold on to so many emotions like we hold our emotions in our hips like so much of that so if we can understand that and and connect to it and start to release wow yeah exactly exactly
0: and so oftentimes too crossfitters specifically are so kind of giving a little bit more background before I say that, but with the pelvic floor, um, if you're having, like, you can, you can have incontinence, incontinence issues, which, you know, I mean, any woman that has done double unders before and had to learn how to control that, like understands what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one example of it, but also, um, it's pretty common, it's, just, it's common to have an incontinence. And I think it's, I think we don't talk about that enough. Um, specifically related to like pregnancy and postpartum, which I know that there's a wide range, but that I would say is an area of, specifically pelvic floor is learning how to, um, work out or be active while you're pregnant and postpartum so that those that first like couple months or even weeks after um after giving birth and and that's a whole nother topic we can get into
1: <laughs> I, I can't wait um, we're definitely gonna do another podcast i'm already yeah. like drinking <laughs>
0: <laughs> that'd be great that'd be great and i'll probably know way more when we do about pregnancy because that's still something i'm learning a lot about um but Basically, that to say is like, your pelvic floor can either be, um, like we need to work on engaging it more or we need to work on relaxing it. So that there's a ton that can happen with that. Um, but oftentimes, Crossfitters are almost like too engaged, like Mm. have a hard time relaxing because Mm. we're so used to like engaging and keeping things tight while we do double unders or like, honestly anything that we have to like at the bottom of a clean is, is, you know, you're, you're at the bottom of your squat, your pelvic floor is, is trying to engage to help essentially like push up and get out of that position um, and so there's just so much happening all the time that a lot of times crossfitters, people that are working a lot actually have like almost too much engagement going on in the pelvic floor. Yeah. Or we need to get it's kind of like the traps. Like we need to get them to relax. Mm-hmm. More. Um, yeah. So, so within, within all of that, like it is, there's a lot to learn and it's, it's one of the reasons I wanted to get into it too, is because like I was talking about before, the more you can learn about the body, the better off you're going to be for anything that life throws at you. Um, and that, you know, the pelvic floor is not exempt from that. Like learning about how yeah. to, especially in women, like it's true in men as well, which is yeah. something that I'm still learning a lot about. But um, pelvic floor issues in men is is very real, and yeah. uh, that's a whole that's a whole other topic. Like pregnancy is a whole other topic. Men pelvic floor, like male pelvic floor, is a whole other issue. Um, there's so much we can get into with yeah. that
1: there was yeah of course I won't say like who it was or anything like that but I've, I have known an athlete that I've coached for years and I've watched him progress and I've watched him work through his own um, things like I, I don't mm-hmm. want to call it trauma because I don't know if that'd be the case but Um, I've seen him grow as an individual and he opened up to me, I don't know, six months ago or so about how he had some major, like he discovered he had some major pelvic floor issues. And I started thinking about, about when he first started CrossFit and he first started and I remember seeing his squat and he could barely, get past like three quarter squat because he was so tense in his pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me how much he's still working on it. And he's still like trying to figure it out. But watching him now as an athlete and him having done the work on it, he's a different human. Like he, he is doing a full squat for thrusters and catching the cleans and you know, a deep squat. And it's just like, wow. Once you, release that and start to open that and I'm sure it takes time I'm sure it's like peeling back layers you know Mm -hmm. but I would imagine and you can speak to this or not however comfortable you are I mean I love going into the taboo topics that's just how I roll I'm sure it has to do with you know pain during sex and uh, especially for women you know because everything's inside right so it's like right yeah so if you're having painful sex like hey I wonder if this is you know, I'm sure there's a lot of factors at play on and on, but yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly. And that is, um, I think something that like some people are super comfortable talking about, but I think for the most part people aren't. And so they they don't don't know know, like, is this normal? Is this not normal? Because we just like, it's just not like, it is not normal. Let's just say, let's just put it that way. Like pain during intercourse of any, any like, form is not not normal yeah um and can be that can be changed like that can be fixed um to the point where you can learn how to how to relax like learn what it is you need um and even on that topic like if there's anybody listening that is having that like lube is your best friend yeah because that helps to just like loosen so many things up and um like just helps to keep things more relaxed is I mean and we keep saying that word but that's really the best word for it and because yeah absolutely that is not something that anyone should have to go go through
1: yeah and I would imagine too factors like you know comfortability with your partner I have noticed Mm -hmm. personally like my stress levels will play a huge role you know if I'm if I'm 10 yeah if I'm going through a lot, I have, it's, it's not that I can't like, you know, get myself to that place, but it's just, it takes, it takes a little bit, you know, more foreplay to kind of get relaxed. Right. So like, take your time with it. Don't try to rush into things because in in communication, I'm just speaking here from experience now, like communication's huge. Like you have to be at the point with your partner to be comfortable, to communicate, like, Hey, I'm going to, need some time and explaining like because I I wonder if men kind of take it personally like oh you're not ready to go right this second it must be a a me thing and the guys maybe I don't wonder if they take it personally sometimes but it's like a no there's more at play than you know just being there and ready to go right and like 100% us as women, we hang on to those emotions. I feel like and I'll have them float around a little bit more. Where I feel like, depending on the man and depending on the person, I guess in general, it's like how how hard do you hang on to those emotions and how easily do you kind of let them go? You know, like like Kurt, for example, he's a perfect example. He's the type of person he doesn't let a lot get to him and he just kind of like lets emotions go through him. Me, on the other hand, I have to like go through my process of letting them go right so it's like noticing when I'm in a stressful season and it could be anything you know and being like oh okay I'm tense today I'm gonna need a second you know I need to relax it's interesting once you're aware of that you kind of stop judging yourself as much too because we have Mm -hmm. this picture of like what it should look like you know based on yeah, what the world tells us and it's like no right yeah right
0: and I was just thinking that as you were talking yeah because I I hope that even even diving into this a little bit like anyone that's listening to the podcast I hope that this is an encouraging conversation because it's it's so true that like we all through our own lens of the world see like sexual intimacy in whatever capacity that is as like it should be a certain way and that's like they're really and then I think that adds a certain level of stress too and then like you know it, there's so much there's so many layers with it that I think it's so worth it to just realize like no it is entirely what you make it and it there are like if it is something that is painful or you feel like it's not um living up to what you want it to be like there are so many ways to address that yeah and I think that's another reason I wanted to get into pelvic floor PT too because I think that the space for that conversation needs to be opened more yes for people individually even just when they come in to just feel comfortable saying like you know, like either it is painful, or I, like this is not. I don't know what to do in this situation, or like, and like have somebody you can <laughs> just talk to about it because it's. I don't think that we have enough space to just talk about it, yeah. right, and not feel judged or, right, you know, whatever. So yeah, I think that's that's huge.
1: Yeah. And you guys consider this your permission slip. <laughs> like we can talk about it, you know, because I, I think a lot of people walk around questioning like this is not normal. You know, it's kind of that thing. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you can relate to this, but things I would experience in my teens of, oh my God, I got stretch marks at age 13. And you feel like it's it's like this thing that nobody else has. And you're like, oh, the, I hate this thing about me. And you feel like you're the only one in the whole freaking world no it's probably normal and nobody's just fucking talking about it exactly yeah
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly everybody not everybody but a lot most people get stress marks you know most people are like not having or like could be having a different sexual intimacy life than like what they feel like they should be having and like they're I feel like everybody has room for conversation around that in some capacity.
1: Yeah. With, so tell us if somebody's like, okay, that's cool, but what do I do about it? You know, apart from managing stress and communication and all that stuff in the bedroom, like what can we do physically, you know? Okay. So the, sorry, the question was like, what can, what can you do about it? Yeah. From a physical therapy standpoint, like what, even be it, do we go see somebody, you know, is there something we should be doing at home? What does that look like? Yes. So if you can go see somebody, do it. Um,
0: another reason that I wanted to get into public floor PT is there's not enough of them. Like there's not enough people to go to. And if, if you do, most of them are booked for months. Um, so like, yes, if you can do it hundred um, percent. That's a great question though. Like how to I think, I think one of the biggest things is learning how to manage stress and learning how to keep expectations low, I guess. And like, not, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean, in the sense of like, not putting so much pressure on yourself that you have to like, you know, you do like, you don't have to have the same sexual intimacy that the, like you're the next person, the person next to you has, or like, and I think that that puts a lot of stress on people and learning that it's a very individual process. Um, So if it is just that you're having pain, like I honestly, one of the best things you can do for the sake of relaxing everything and keeping the pelvic floor muscles healthy is um using lube honestly like that's a huge area it just helps to relax it, it, and it's oh my gosh it's it's basically like using like if you go to like thinking about going to um a massage and if they didn't use massage cream right like yeah. it would just be so it would just be so uncomfortable and yeah. it would almost be like like why am i why am, what am i why am i getting this massage um, so that's, it. I think the best way to describe that is it just helps to, um, helps to loosen up the muscles, helps to just make everything not as tight and therefore yeah. hopefully not as painful. Um, yeah. like if you are still having pain, definitely try to reach out to somebody. I'm, I'm here for questions. I can like hop on a phone call with people. Um, cause I think even just having somebody to talk to is huge. Um, Part of the reason that I love that PTs are getting into the public floor world is because I love like I love OB and I love I've had so many good ones, but unfortunately, the way that our healthcare system is set up is like they don't they don't have a ton of time. Like they a lot of times are like 20 minutes per patient, right? Which is crazy. Um like at most. And and I think that depends on where you go and like how new the person is, you know, if their schedule is booked, et cetera. Um, but I think it's hard to like really feel. And like also when you're in like a medical hospital system, it's hard to feel like you can open up about that. Um, especially when you know that you have limited time. So yeah. having somebody that you can call, you can talk to that like knows these questions, isn't going to judge you is also no. huge. Um so yeah, I think I just answered your question probably more than I
1: needed to. No, that's I I love going really meta on things as you yeah, know. So cool, cool. yeah. Um it's it's interesting too. Something that I mean, and I am I'm not I'm not the expert here. Um I us just briefly talking about it in the past kind of got me curious and thinking about like my own journey with it and remembering double unders. And like when I first started and in like incontinence being a thing and I'm like, hmm, that's not really a thing anymore. That's really interesting. And I started thinking, and like my squats could not for the life of me get into the bottom of a squat. And I was like, you know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? And my, um, hips have all like, gr- you know, growing up until now being intentional about it had always been pretty weak, like genetically very flat long glutes like i had no ass for a very long time yeah. and it's it's interesting actually being intentional with building up my hips and like my glutes and to give you guys some context i probably work on it like once a week seeing the difference that it's made in my double unders and in my squats and on and on and on i'll just leave it at that but it's like that has made a huge difference so there's that, but also like being literally dropping into your body, just during intercourse and feeling like, where does it hurt <laughs> or where, you know, where is it good and and noticing what's going on in life when you are in pain and being like, Oh wow, I'm actually really stressed. Huh. And just getting curious can make a huge difference. So like, I want you to kind of speak to, are there any specific exercises like in the gym that we can be thinking about? What, What's kind of the goal there?
0: That's a great question. What do you, when you're talking about like exercise in the gym, are you talking about like specific to pelvic floor, specific to like
1: glutes? Is it more beneficial to work on our glutes or specifically pelvic floor A little bit of everything like that's a great question that I I always hesitate so
0: um one of the like obnoxious answers that you hear all the time when you're in PT school and that I now find myself giving to people all the time is that it depends so it which is because it's hard to give um it's hard to give it like so black and white like work on this don't work on this because everyone's so different and everyone's um body is so different uh like their their background in what sports they did how they trained maybe they're brand new to working out so it's hard to say exactly I would say like nobody's ever I I would say (laughs) most of the time I've I have never oh gosh it's hard to say always or never but most of the time working on strengthening your glutes is is gonna be good for you it's gonna benefit like I've never had somebody be um almost have like too strong of glutes like I've never had it be like such an issue because we don't use our glutes as much as we need to throughout the day um especially with sitting even with standing like we often, often can start to use like the low back instead of the glutes so Um, yeah, I would say like strengthening the glutes, always a good idea. Um, especially because if we don't, if we don't have them working the way that they can be working, um, and they're never fully turned off, but like they can be not as efficient as they could be. Um, when that happens, we start to use other muscles instead. We start to use like the adductors, which are your groin muscles, essentially, uh, your low back quads um it's crazy what areas will start to take over instead so like to answer your question yes like glutes are always I think glutes are always good to work on (laughs) Okay. okay um yeah I don't know if that but then it's like specifically per person I think that that's something that
1: um is very individualized that totally makes sense and so my last question and we'll wrap it up um I I heard somewhere in the past and you may or may not know the answer to this and that is okay, but I figured you of all people would be the person to ask this. So I heard in the past that the lack of ability to contract the glutes has a lot to do with stress. And if, and I've, I've even heard specifically like adrenal stress. Have you ever heard that? Like people that can't contract their glutes and they can't engage actively, um, what do you do you know anything about that? Interesting. I have not really heard much about that. Where did you
0: where did you hear about that from?
1: I heard it through Emily Schramm, which are do you are you familiar with her? I'm I'm not. I've heard the name, but I like don't know yeah. specifics. She her. was she was really I I love her. She she's really into herbalism and things of that nature now. She was previously a crossfitter, really big around like 2013 to 2016. She was in like women's health. She was on the real world. Um, cool person, but she she focuses a lot on like cortisol adrenal health and things of that nature from a holistic standpoint, and that's kind of what she was saying. But I couldn't really dig much further than that, so I wanted if anybody knows anything about that, please message me because I'm super curious about Thanks, it. Me too. Yeah,
0: yeah. me too.
1: I to know about that as well. Yeah. Um. I really don't know much about that,
0: that I'm sure that there our bodies are also connected that I, I wouldn't doubt that there is a connection with that. Um, but now you're making me curious. I'm going to look into that all the yeah. more. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, let me know if you find anything and I'll do the same. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will. Cool. Okay, yeah. so if you could leave the public with any one thought in regards to taking care of their body in regards to physical therapy and under the guise of that, what would you tell everybody?
0: Hmm. I would say. Hmm. Movement. You can gain so much just through movement and, and, that can include intense CrossFit style movement where you're learning about your body in, in like under a heavy back squat, or it can even just be movement through like gentle yoga or stretching or learning how to essentially the more you move, the more you'll learn about your body and the better you'll be set up for anything like those at you. So I think that would probably be what I would, leave people with about physical therapy. It's like, learn how to move, work with somebody who understands movement. Um, and it's never going to be a bad idea.
1: I love that. So true. So true, Sarah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, it was a pleasure yeah. and we will have you back for sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. All right. We'll catch you guys soon. Take care. Okay. Bye. If you'd like to work with Sarah, check her out on social media at dimensions-pt and on her website, dimensions-pt.com. She works with people virtually and in person. Thanks so much for joining us today. She brings the light. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Never Set Alive podcast. I would love to have your rating and review, so let me know how you liked it. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend and someone that would enjoy it as well. Let me know what you would want to hear more of. Send me a comment in my latest Instagram post at Never Settle Life on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Coach Kim. I'll talk to you soon. Have you ever found like there's something inside of you and and it just knows, it knows where you're going
0: and you're so busy doubting
1: yourself and you're so busy